welcome and thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Chapel's Disciple Making Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. So whether your circle is a community group, D group, or your family, this resource exists for practical advice on how to make disciples who make disciples. We hope that this content is engaging and we hope that it helps you in your journey to follow the command of Jesus to make disciples. Hello, Chapel family, and welcome again to another episode of the Disciple Making Podcast. We're glad you're with us. I'm David Day, and today we have a very special guest with us, Pastor Kevin McKee. And of course, you all know Kevin. You see him uh, at least every other week on the video sermons. And uh, if you go to the LSU location, then of course you see him weekly, but now it's every other week because we're doing this crazy COVID thing that we're doing. But I thought it would be really interesting to hear from you, Kevin. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you, David. It's great to be here. And thank you for doing these. Uh, They're just a great way for our our, our, um, community life teams and families and really any broader audience that we might get to kind of know what we're doing and thinking. So I appreciate you asking me. Yeah, no problem. I'm I'm really glad that you took the time to do it. I know that your your life has been turned upside down like the rest of ours, but here you are leading a church of what 1400 people and um you know trying to maintain some semblance of structure and all those things and uh you know I, I just feel like uh, as group as group leaders, you know, um from group life standpoint and just the church in general, it's interesting to hear from our leaders like yourself and know kind of what's going on behind the scenes sometimes, kind of learn a little bit about what you're thinking and what you're feeling about a lot of these changes. So I'm just going to pepper you with a few questions, and you just kind of go with it as you wish, Kevin. So um, kind of to, to kind of get it started, um, how are we doing? Just kind of state of the state of the church. How, how are we doing right now? I mean, we haven't met in, you know, uh, what, six weeks together as a church, uh, except for online. It's hard to get that feel. Can you share that with us? I sure can, David. Um, you know, there's a generally in a church. Well, let me just try to try to be funny. Use a little church sarcasm. Often, when people are asked how you doing, they talk about nickels and noses. How many people in the seats, and what's your budget? You know, what's your income? That's yeah. a very poor measurement um, because it's it, it's it's just you know monolithic and. It's just not good. And so what we've tried to do as we've grown, as we've leaned into our 10-year vision is begin to measure things differently. How many people do we have in groups has become an extremely important number because it indicates life on life. And that's where we've said things are going to change more radically in the life of a believer as they live out their faith in community. And of course, you know that as you're uh, and D groups, discipleship groups, you know, where you're even digging deeper, you're being more transparent, you're asking uh, those in your group to, to hold you accountable to life and to the spiritual disciplines that you've agreed to do. So that's become a better indicator. Um, we've also added kind of in, in our unique chapel flavor, you know, how many are we sending? Not how many people are we sitting? Right. How many people are going out um, across town? Uh, and feel empowered to be ambassadors, um, and then particularly in, in our context, um, you know, to the hard-to-reach places of the world. And so, um, how are we doing? Uh, that's a great question. If you if you add yeah. 
if you add um, engagement as opposed to gathering, we've had a great deal of engagement online, much more than we anticipated. Awesome. Uh, there's just been story after story about people that wouldn't normally um, enter into church, um, either sure. for personal reasons or just actually the rhythm of life uh, has changed. Right. The idea of stopping in the middle of a weekend to go to church for some people that are unchurched, um, it's just it's just a foreign concept. It's not a part of their rhythm. And right. so we've we've seen a number of people join us that wouldn't normally go to church. No kidding. Um, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I can attest to that. I mean, I, when I'm when I'm at church and when I'm watching and participating in the online service. And I'm seeing the names of people that have joined the watch party or the names of people that are commenting down at the bottom. I'm thinking, man, I haven't seen them in years. Oh, I didn't even know they knew the chapel existed, you know? People that yeah. I know that are I'm connected with that, you know, I, I haven't talked to and honestly haven't even thought about. And here they are week after week after week. They're tuning in. And, um, yeah. and, and that gives me an impetus to kind of reach out. I'll send them a little note. Hey, I saw you online. da da da, -da. Mm -hmm. And it's starting to kind of connect people together a little bit that maybe wouldn't have happened had we not been meeting online, had we not been meeting online. So our, our engagement there is, is uh, better than we expected. It's been, a, it's been on a little bit of a big decline after Easter. I think, you know, we've seen people, myself included, you just have screen fatigue. You're just tired of looking at a screen. But overall, if that's an indicator, that's been really pretty high. Another indicator is um, um, some of the analytics we do with this new digital world that we're in and just uh, just something that I think is helpful is we've we've been sending a member letter it goes to our to our member, which is a pretty small subset or a smaller subset of, a, say, the, just the people that would be regularly attending on a Sunday are yeah. definitely engaging online. But the readership of that letter is really high. Um, it's okay. uh, 63, 64% of that email each week is getting, um, read over. So that, that, that's a, that's a, to me, an indicator of stickiness Our we're trying to make sure folks know what, what we're doing, what's going on, what's going on behind the scenes at the member level. And right. that's good. Uh, group yeah. life. We've seen an uptick in some, in some circles, people are discovering, uh, that the barriers of, um, sitters and driving across town are, are, are getting out of the house um, are bigger than we thought. And being able to plop down around the kitchen table uh, with your roommate or your spouse or, or whoever is part yeah. of your group and, and engaging has gone up, particularly in our college ministry. Um, they're, they're continuing to see group life kind of tick up. And so that's yeah. a great indicator. Yeah. Um, and that was a surprise for me, to be honest with you. James Lott and I were talking on a podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about time-shifted community groups. And that's a key. When you've got to put kids down to bed and you don't have a babysitter, you can actually do that and then get online and have community group. Now, you know, right. as I've said, you know, meeting with community group on a Zoom call is a poor substitute for meeting in person, but it is a substitute. I mean, you can actually create community online if you work at it. It's not, uh, it's not ideal, 
but it is optimum for right now. And so I think people are doing that and that's exciting to hear. Well, I think it's the, you know, the, so how, how are we doing? Um, it, we're doing, I think we're doing well. Um, I think we've, you know, we've stayed in good communication. We've had as much connectivity, stickiness, if you will, uh, um, as we, you know, anticipated, you know, another, another uh, indicator for us is service. And we've just heard great stories of how people can serve one another um, and support um, those that are serving. But with a shelter in place order, um, you know, getting out outside, serving outside of the church family has been has been difficult right. at times on the, on that level. And then sending um, is another you know mark for us, and and that one's just kind of been dormant and for six weeks. It, it's been hard uh, hard to measure, but overall, I think we're I think we're doing really well. Um, in connecting and communicating and really proclaiming, you know, if, if, if a church is a community of people that are united around uh, a mission um, and executing their gifts in, in pursuit of that mission, uh, growing in, in and of themselves, all of that has been, uh, has been continuing to happen. Um, and in a way it's, it's, it's um, it's really caused people to cause and and pause and think. How, how, what's my individual contribution? Yeah. In a way that that before now you might have rested on on the fact that church do is doing this or you know there's a program for that. So right. I think we're doing really well, really well. Yeah. Thanks for asking. What what is the biggest surprise? for you so far? Have you been surprised by anything? Has anything been like, wow, I did not expect that to happen? Well, I, I think I mentioned one. Uh, my biggest surprise as a pastor and, and hopefully yeah. a global Christian, meaning, you know, at the chapel, uh, part of our 10-year vision is to uh, uh, maximize our growth capacity so we can maximize our sending capacity. So, uh, maybe unlike other churches, um, you know, part of our unique calling is to be concerned about the world. And so probably on a global level, my biggest surprise is I think, uh, myself included, we kind of wonder what will get, is there anything left to get the world's attention? Um, besides a war, a global war. And, and I think we had kind of forgotten about, uh, pandemics. And kind of at least at least it felt like okay we're we're kind of beyond that, and to see the whole world pivot, the whole world pivot right. in right. a matter of weeks, and everybody um, kind of having a similar experience, and yeah. and changes of behavior, and really uh, possibly changes of belief, and that's yeah. so. So if you were to translate that to a, um, a spiritual context, could, could there be that much movement in the human art toward God in that short of time? Uh, historically, that's called revival. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and so I've just been thinking, that's, that surprised me. When you watch uh, families in um, other parts of the world, any part of the world, and they have on masks. They're trying to teach their kids. They're they're trying to make sure they're safe. 
they're honoring the, uh, those on the front line. You just go, the common denominator of humanity has been shown and the, and the raise and the, and the rise of sensitivity, I think just toward sure. um, spiritual things, which of course is what death does. It kind of, it's a very strong wake up call. So that, that's a, that's a kind of a philosophical link. Thanks for enduring that answer. More no, practically. That's great. that's great. I mean, uh, and not to interrupt you, but uh, <coughs> I, I feel like there are a lot of people out there right now who are thinking, okay, here, here we're entering the one world order now, you know, I mean, this is a, uh, you know, the Bible tells us uh, that certain mm. things are going to happen during the end times. This is a sign of the end times. And there's sort of a fear-based mentality that comes about on the heels of that. And then, you know, a lot of people start to get uh, very political. I've been guilty of that, too. I've been thinking about, you know, politics and how this plays into everything. But I love your perspective on this. It's, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, there's a lot of really positive things that are happening right now, you know. And that's, uh, yeah. I think that's brilliant to think in, in those terms. And I think that's what we're called to do as believers, to think kingdom-minded instead of just politically-minded, right? <laughs> kingdom seekers, not kingdom builders. Yeah, kingdom what seekers. We are. Uh, so, uh, you know, just on a day-to-day -day practical thing, there are probably a couple things. Are, they're all related to, uh, a lot of them are related to technology. I'm you know, we had, um, we have changed our platforms at our locations. Right. Um, and all, almost all of those changes have been preparing us, uh, to, to use a lens on that platform. So, uh, we were moving in that direction. Uh, as we said earlier, you know, we just kind of, uh, maybe it was before we actually started, we were just chatting and we're just talking about how, how this has accelerated so much. So a big surprise to me is how, uh, uh, how effective we've been able to be online. Now I know uh, once life goes back to normal, quote unquote, it will be different. Um, and it's, and it's um, engagement, but what we've discovered is these outliers um, that want to investigate us, particularly Christianity uh, more broadly. I know that, you know, I'm a firm believer that you'll tune in because of relationships. Somebody wow. has vouched for Andrew, sure. somebody's vouched for Kevin. Somebody's vouched for the chapel. Right. Uh, I heard of a, a family um, that had not been in an evangelical church and had been exposed to the chapel through their, their child had and backed away from that. And um, it was just, it was so new and different and casual. Um, and they're not, they're not even in the state of Louisiana. And they sat down and kind of tuned into to their, regular diet, uh, what they were raised on and just were like, golly, let's see what's happening at the chapel. And they were just drawn in and encouraged by the word of God. And, and, uh, so, uh, that awesome. surprise, the other, the other big surprise kind of relates to group life in general. It's just how much community you can sustain. Uh, I would say, first of all, over, over, uh, video calls. You can sustain a lot of community and actually build some. Uh, you could probably just build it from scratch. You know, we have daily prayer times at one thirty with our staff, and it's we we usually have just an, a monthly all staff meeting. So every day I get to see everybody in a seventeen uh, inch screen, um, and the intensity that happens there. The, the, there's no there's no waste of time. You know, you're not being able to hug and embrace or throw 
throw food across the room or whatever you might do in a, right. <laughs> a large meeting. <laughs> right. But, but there's a, I'm surprised at how well it works, how efficient it is yeah. and, and how it has. So that would be, um, and then no surprise, but off uh, a very confirming, uh, you know, we have a, we have a lot of new staff. We have a young staff and right. just how they've risen to the occasion on yeah. every front has been a delightful surprise. Now, if you've been in Louisiana for, um, for a while and you're, you know, and you were an adult at nine 11, you know, right. for some, for some of our staff, this is kind of their first crisis. Right. Um, and you know, crisis will cause you to, uh, to, to fight, uh, to flight or to freeze, you know, just like any kind of conflict, but sure. that crisis has the same thing. And so, you know, it affects everybody differently. Some folks just kind of have to stop and, and they don't know what to do. They're frozen. Uh, yeah. Some folks kind of want to retreat. And, um, you know, we, we, you and I, have, you know, Katrina, the flood of 2016, those are huge. Sure you know, let alone Gustav and so big time markers in our church yeah. history. And, and we see the DNA of the church rising and we see, we <laughs> see what God is doing through our church members and our community during those times. And uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's truly a reminder. This is a little different though. I mean, we're, we're no, not, yeah. we can't get out and go work as much. No. I mean, I think we can, but it's different, you know, I mean, I know some it's folks very are different. serving at the food bank, but they're doing it individually, you know, and six feet apart right. or whatever. It's it's not the same kind of thing. You know, after the flood of 2016, probably the most recent real crisis that we had here, um, at least in terms of we're all in this together kind of thing, we were, you know, we were mucking out houses. Uh, you know, we were putting together funds. We were, you know, moving, you know, heavy equipment and, and, and trying to raise money and, and manpower, you know. Now the order is to sit home and really don't do anything. <laughs> and so it's a little bit different. But, but there's still a, at a, at a leadership level, there's still a, do you lean in? Do you look, do you push, yeah. you know, and go, yes, how can we creatively do this? What can we try? I mean, we've tried some things that have just been, you know, just haven't worked. And, um, uh, we've, we're, we've done some other things We're you know, we are still in a daily touch point, um, which sure. will probably change in May, but we've been in a daily touch point on a number of staff levels, which is what you have to do in crisis because the target moves, the yeah. situation changes. And sure. so that mentality, um, our team has kind of embraced and not everybody is comfortable with it. Um, you know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, cause it, it feels like things are shifting under your feet. So sure. those are some things that surprised me. Yeah, well, that's that's good, and I, I think uh, I think a lot of us are, are are happy to hear much of that. I mean, uh, you know, from a, just a church member standpoint, uh, I think we wonder about that. You know, one of the things that I wonder about is how many of our church members, and and you may not even know this, but how many of our church members are actually impacted physically through the virus? Do we have church members that are ill, and are there a lot of them? Are there some of them? That's a great question. Yeah, great question. I would say, um, David, that we are very fortunate. Um, we did a we did a member letter last week, which included a survey, um, right. and we got uh, a nice sampling back. And um, you know, I, I, other than um, just a few names um, that have had it, you know, everything seems to be secondarily. 
somebody's a work friend or somebody's uh, right. brother, um, brothers, you know, out, outside. I, I don't, we, we asked that question specifically and, you know, most people said, no, we, we, we're, we're good. We're, you know, shelter in place. And it may be um, a large part, I would guess, has to do with just uh, where a majority of our um, uh, our church lives and works. They're able to yeah. you know, yeah. get some distance and, and or work from home. Um, so I think as a church, we have been really fortunate. And I've reached out to um, some other churches and asked them the, the same thing. Um, and I just haven't, you know, I don't know, uh, of communities in new Orleans. I was talking to our, our friend, Donald Hunter, who's up in North Baton Rouge and pastor right. of African American church. And he was talking about some of the communities around new Orleans that have been hard yet. But even, um, even he said, you know, we, we haven't seen a lot of loss of life, um, where we are in our church and some of his, uh, churches right up there by him, but. That's so we, I think we've been really fortunate. We keep asking, we keep uh, inquiring, um, you know, how's everybody doing, uh, right. you know, so on and so forth. Well, that's good. That's good to know. And uh, I, I'm sure that a lot of folks have wondered that. So uh, I'm glad to be able to ask that question. Um, so here's another question for you. And I know that this is probably something that's been on your mind considerably, seeing that it was just a few months ago that, that you announced the our 10-year vision you know the 2030 vision you know what we yeah, want to do it feels like a, it feels like a year ago <laughs> <laughs> no i know because we think about it all the time um boy how has how has this covid experience impacted that vision or or if not the vision then its implementation or execution is that a fair question uh, what what changes that's a do you see? I, I think it's a i think that's a great question you know i, I would just qualify it by saying We've been in crisis mode, and so right. that has, you know, that has taken, um, you know, I talked to the staff yesterday, we're on day 44 or 45, and if you've ever done something for 40 days, you know there's a wilting point, so it's yeah. not a big surprise that it's, a, it's the biblical benchmark, you know, and we're just beyond it, and, and so we have, of course, uh, been following, um, you know, when are we going to get back together, what does that mean? We're trying to be ahead of uh, that. We're right. asking uh, lead, our staff is in probably a meeting a week that is, as a national audience, different organizations and denominations that are talking about this. Um, and and our, all of our staff, you know, pick a meeting, sit through it, you know, glean best ideas. Right. Um, so we've been there and haven't, it, it's something I have doodled about. It's something we've talked about, but just trying to execute uh, day-to-day life has yeah. kept us from thinking too far out, but we have. So I would say, I would say this on any kind of vision uh, of the Lord, you know, um, it's really important to remember his timetable. Yeah. His timetable Yeah, um, is, you know, we're kingdom seekers on his timetable. And um, so I don't think it's changed the vision at all. Um, probably the piece that it's added from my perspective is when we talked about maximizing growth potential, um, we probably did not have as a strategy, but a future addition to just things we do streaming, right? But it has now become a strategy. 
Yeah. Um, and so we're talking about how we're going to continue doing that moving forward. So it's, it's our plan not to cease um, the, the weekend streamings. There's lots of options. We're talking to people that have done it for a long time, do it much better than us. A number of our, our, our new staff were in churches where this was the norm and they bring a lot of expertise. Uh, but it allows us to broadcast our, our mission vision uh, broader and solicit right. um, participation um, through right. prayers, through finances. So that's, that's one thing. Uh, on, the, on the sending arm, you know, we have, um, we, have a, we have a number of missionaries that we support. We right. have growing numbers of missionaries that we send. The difference is simply this. Uh, they're raised up where their home church and where they're sending church, as opposed to somebody comes to us and says, uh, years ago, I'm doing a work in this part of the world. Can, can our, can our church support us a little bit? So we have both, yeah. but increasingly, yeah. um, and a number of those, and we had a Skype call with them and I got a, a, a report of all of them. Many of those are back in the U S and they don't know when they're going to be back. So we invited them all to join our Zoom call with our staff. It was delightful. But they're, awesome. um, you know, the C2C, uh, which used to be um, Chapel in China. All right. uh, John and Katie and that team has partnered with the Salt Network. So the overall base of missionaries that's now kind of under that large umbrella is about 50 um, from um, a number from the chapel, a number from Cornerstone and the Salt Company, a number from a, a church in California. But all of those folks are back. And and they left. That kind of made me laugh talking to one of them. You know, we sold everything and left here to go there, built a little life there, have a place to live, clothes, you know, stuff. We left right. all that. It's just sitting there, pets included. <laughs> and um, so they're all scratching their head going, I don't know how, I don't know when we're going to get back um, to Northern India. I don't know. And so that's, yeah. uh, you know, we're not, uh, we're not just asking that. Um, so we're trying to encourage that team. Um, and yeah. so anyway, it's, it's like a, it, it's like a reset. It's just gigantic reset yes. almost, you know, it's, wow. it's a, like a reset. I think if you've been given a clear direction, you just keep moving toward it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm really directionally challenged, David, and my wife isn't, she always knows where she is. I, I am, you know, I can just go, I don't have a clue where I am. Uh, every, sometimes I think, and this is for those that are directionally challenged, they'll get this, whatever direction I'm heading in is North. So if I turn left, <laughs> I've headed West. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Is it we funny? Need, we need yeah. people like Mary McKee in our lives. Yeah. Don't we? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we were somewhere, we got the little, we've got the little compass in the car and I said, I don't think we're on the right road. Cause we love to just travel in the car. We were off somewhere. Yeah. And she goes, we're headed in the generally right direction. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you're right. And so we, we, we are going to keep moving in that direction. Um, and yeah. it may mean that we jaunt this way a little bit or go that way a little bit. Uh, but um, no, we want, we want to continue to grow as a church. We want to capitalize. And that's probably the wrong word. We want to, we want to step into what God is doing in our city, yeah. uh, on our yeah. campus. And, and then raise up um, global-minded disciples that are going to participate in 
and sending and uh, going and you know praying for uh, sent ones around the world. So that just right. hadn't changed. Uh, right. But it's it's you know you, you definitely remember that it's um, and I feel like I'm rambling here a minute, but you know no, it's we have a different we have a different staff person lead our staff prayer time and. Steve Elworth, our local and global outreach director, led it last week when all of our missionaries were on, and he started with, um, you know, one of the one of the psalms that the the missionary hangs on to differently than the average Christian, and that's Psalm forty six, forty six ten. Be still and know that I am God. Most of us read that after a hurried day or a hurried week or a hurried season yeah. and long for a peace of mind, but it finishes with this phrase. Um, and I will be exalted among the nations. And so the sent one reads that and, and, and rest in the fact that the exaltation of the Lord globally, yeah. he is going to be about. And so we have to rest in that and go, yeah. okay, Lord, we're here. We want to go. We want to send. We want to pray. We want to welcome. We want to do all of that in Jesus name. Um, and, wow. and if a border if a border is closed, then thank the Lord. You know, and you probably heard this, but we had a couple from Pakistan watching us on Facebook. I don't yeah. know if you heard that. Yeah, well, I think one of them is. Uh, well, I don't know if it was a couple, but I, I know um, I do a lot of work in the graphic design field, and uh, and I have graphic designers literally all over the world. One of them is in Pakistan, and I've developed a relationship with them, mm. and he tuned in to our service on Sunday morning. And now, I didn't know about that one. And, and yeah. he, and he, he told me he's Muslim, but he, he, uh, appreciates all religions. And I said, well, I'm, I'm a, a believer in Jesus Christ and I appreciate all religions. It doesn't mean I, you know, ascribe to all of them, but I told him <laughs> I appreciate all religions. And, uh, and he and I have established a relationship, which is great. So it's one. Yeah, no, this was a, this was a couple, they are Christian and they were, uh, at our LSU location, uh, wow! While 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 studying at LSU, yeah. Um, so, uh, no, no, it's just, and so you know, uh, that begins. That doesn't answer the sin part, but it does answer the the proclamation part. So anyway, sure, sure. There you go. Well, that, so, that's uh, great stuff. To your to your question, we're continuing. Uh, we're continuing, and um, we're asking the question everybody's asking: How has this changed my blank changed my life uh, pace changed my kids right. education changed my college plans changed right. my business plan changed my uh, financing plan changed my retirement plan you know just it's changing things and so it hasn't changed the vision it may change uh, or have impact on the method yeah well and and to be sensitive to that as you are as our staff is is uh I think really commendable, um, knowing that, you know, the Henry Blackaby mode of things, you know, find out what God is doing mm -hmm. and join him. Join him. And, and I love that. And I think that that's what I'm seeing. And uh, I just want to say thank you, Kevin, for uh, leading during a time of crisis. I know it's not easy. Anybody that has been through it and studied it and been in your shoes knows that it's a very difficult position to be in. Um, but I also know that uh, God is in control of all this. and and I appreciate that perspective that you're bringing to the table here. And I hope our group life members, uh, I would encourage you to share this podcast with 
with other people that uh, within our church or, or, or anywhere. But just go ahead and share this message. Share some of these things that Kevin is saying. Share the podcast with your friends. Let them know what's going on in the church, in our church in particular, because this is where this is sort of ground zero for what happens over the next 10 years. And I think that's going to be a really exciting time. And I'm personally glad to be a kingdom seeker during this kind of during this period. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy. And Kevin, uh, again, I want to say thank you to you and the staff. And uh, tell us real quick, what can we as church members, as group leaders do to help you and the staff? Well, a number uh, have been praying, and that's probably the um, the first order of business. Yeah. If you've ever been carried along in prayer by something, then you know how transformative it is. Yeah. I remember one of my first trips to the Amazon region on a boat with a bad back and this and that, and I came back, and my sweet wife, Mary, who often uh, indirectly teaches me, all right. Oh, it's right. probably direct. It just feels <laughs> indirect because she's so gracious. Yeah. Um, I just, I just confessed to her that I was surprised at my energy level. I was surprised at the um, receptivity of the gospel. I was surprised at um, the lack of of problems, dif- discomfort, or, or physical ailments. Yeah. And I was just going, yeah, it was just amazing. And she looked at me like she often does, and she said, "Kevin, that's what happens when people pray." Like, wow. Oh yeah, I, sh- I should have wow. known that. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> oh, so uh, I've had yeah. yeah, I've had that. I've had that experience many times before, yeah. and have been able to say thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I remember talking to one of our missionaries uh, in Africa on site. Uh, we were outside the village in, in a place that no jeep. I felt like I was off the grid in every way possible. And we just had a sensitive moment there. And I said, listen, I'm going to go back and I'm going to talk to our church. What can I tell them to do? And he looked at me and said, pray for us. Pray for us. Yeah. And, you know, it can sound so trite, but to intercede on behalf of our staff that we have God's wisdom, that we hear God's voice. And um, are you picking up the dogs in the background? Yeah, yeah, it's no problem. It's life nowadays. It's all good. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> we, we've all... We've all uh, grown used to just a little more static um, yeah. uh, wisdom, um, hearing his voice and then just sustaining because everybody's mm, kind of in, yeah. you know, go, go, go mode. Sure. And uh, hold on one second. Let me see. <laughs> that happens normally. I mean, I've yeah, got so, dogs and alarms going right. off and all that stuff. Well, I'm glad nobody's cutting grass right now because I'm outside. Anyway, yeah. uh, prayer would be number one. Two would be um, uh, communicate back. And we're going to be looking for ways to ask that, those questions. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think I think Andrew said it this way in a little um, note he put out yesterday to the church. See, see something, say something. And yeah. that was in terms of encouragement. But if you see a need that you can't meet, you know, there, you know we have a growing list of people as we've reached out to our church and just said, yeah. Hey, would you put me on the list of, uh, I want to help. Uh, wow. they didn't put it that way, but that's, we have that list. It's funny. Yeah. And I called one of them and I said, I heard about somebody at a, at a, uh, in a, in a retirement community that can't leave. And I know a part of the family and could you, I mean, there right. were no three points of connection. It was way out there. And this person said, absolutely. 
Yeah. I said, well, here's their number. Called them, went and met them cold turkey. Wow. Went to the store and got something for them and brought awesome. it back. It was awesome. It was That's absolutely really awesome. Great. So, so pray, uh, you know, communicate um, and invite. Don't be afraid to invite people into what your church is doing right now. Uh, yeah. So. It's really never been easier, honestly, to invite people in and uh, to check it out because there's uh, yeah. so low risk, but the reward is really tremendous when we do. Well, Kevin, thank you very much once again for taking the time out of your schedule and uh, to kind of give us a, a peek behind the curtain here. I know there's no wizard. There's only Jesus Christ and what he's up to. And I'm just so <laughs> glad that you guys are in it uh, all in and, and working together uh, as a staff to lead us through this through this crazy time and to give us guidance and direction and, and truly to empower us to do what we're doing as group leaders. Um, I think that's critical. And you said it very well that group life has never been more critical. Um, it's it is. different. It looks different. It feels a little different, but it's still group life and it's still community and we still need to connect. So thank you for leading that charge for us. And thanks for taking the time to be with us today on the podcast. Thank you, David. You bet. Well, Chapel family, we will see you again on our next episode of the Disciple Making Podcast. For Senior Pastor Kevin McKee, I'm David Day saying stay connected. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you enjoyed the content from today and that it helped encourage you in your call to make disciples. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on our website at thechapelbr.com. We're always working on keeping our site full of resources for you as you seek to make disciples. And finally, you can follow us on our socials at thechapelbr on Facebook and Instagram, as well as at chapelgrouplife on Instagram. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you guys next time.